You're listening to the Best Barbecue Podcast. Today we have more coverage from the Texas Monthly Weekend, or what I like to call the International Barbecue Convention. There were pitmasters from all over the country and from a few other countries, uh, including Spain and Italy. There were also pitmasters from all over Texas. One of the ones I was really excited to meet was Brian Furman from Bees Crackland in Georgia. He blew up after a few articles, and uh, I couldn't wait to meet him. In this episode, we also talked to Leanne Bakunas. She's the barbecue and beer marketing manager for Yeti, uh, a job that I wouldn't mind having. Uh, sounds like she gets to make everyone's day by hooking them up with Yeti swag and also meeting all the cool people in barbecue and beer around Austin and the state of Texas. Uh, she's going hard every day, connecting more pitmasters and brewers with Yeti. So it's an amazing job, and she gets to work with some pretty awesome products. They're not a sponsor of the show yet, but they have great products. They're designed in Austin. A few of my friends work there as engineers, so I'm pretty close with those guys, and I'm a big supporter of their work. Also, Matt Van Orden hopped on the mic for a minute. He's been at Franklin for a while now, uh, You know, a real seasoned meat man, and he makes some of the best brisket and beef ribs in the world. I truly enjoyed the time I got to spend with Brian this past weekend with all these guys. Brian specifically is driven. He's a meat man, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's got multiple restaurants on top of the ones he already has uh, by this time next year. So enjoy this episode, and don't forget to tag us in all your posts. I love featuring photos and videos of all the things you're cooking or whatever you're eating. If you tag us, uh, I, I've been trying to at least repost a couple cool shots uh, every week so that we can feature some of the meat men and meat women out there. And of course, there's also shirts and phone cases with the meat man and hashtag meat woman on them available at bestbbqshow.com. That's bestbbqshow.com. So get on there if you want to get some swag for this winter. Uh, enjoy the show. I'm here in the Franklin barbecue parking lot, hanging out. Got Leanne here. Hello. How's, uh, how's, how's the Yeti world? It's on. You're just oh, killing people's eardrums right now. What's up, test, Leanne? Test, test, test. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing well. Do you like, do you like being the one who always brings all the Yeti swag? It ain't too shabby. Let me just say that. No, no one's are unhappy to see well you. Are you sitting well right now? Oh, yeah. This cushion on the tundra. All day. Yeah. Line them up, make a bed. That's right. Very multi-purpose. We got Brian over here. Want to jump in? Bees crackling. Cooking some ribs for us today. Yes, sir. How's how's the trip to Texas been so far? So far, so good. Trying some good food? Yeah, I think Torchy's got me food poisoning, but I'm okay. Yeah. Ouch, really? Yeah. Ooh. Put the word out. Thursday. Let's <laughs> shut them down. Thursday. That's the first thing I ate. Uh, so how's the cook going? You've been here since what, 6 a.m.? No. I got here about 7.30. Then I went to Fiesta to get some, like, pork nice. shanks and stuff for the hash. And um, I got back here about 8.14. Been so. cooking ever since. Almost 1 now, 12.30. We got a 1,000-gallon yeah. running some beef ribs. We got Sam Jones doing the whole hog. 
it's a pretty pretty active uh, parking lot right now. Yeah, you got Leanne bringing all the swag and the coolers and the chairs. I was about to sit in that hard-ass plastic chair over there, and then <laughs> Leanne pull up with the Yeti chairs. <laughs> yeah, these Yeti chairs Save are my ass for the day. Yes, yeah. Back support <laughs> would be a little better. And you can, like, see the welds on the tubing. Like, those are made Built hard. Built wild. What's a, what's a weight limit on these things? Like, 400? 3,000 pounds. Is it? Yeah. What? For real. <laughs> so we could, like, all sit on each yeah. other, and we'd be good. Damn. That's more than a, a, a bit Now, we a, say a, 300, yes. but in all of our testing... It was about 3,000 pounds is when it Is that a weight drop or what? Limit. It was just kind of stacking weights like on top of each other to figure out what the capacity would be before you. Is that like a third party test or is that just y'all an testing internal them? like through our uh, we have an innovation center that does all, all of our testing. Man, the us. Yeti Innovation Center is probably a fun place to work. It is a fun place to work. Not too many people can get in there. I don't even think myself I can get in without, you know, <laughs> you can just read the reports. Somebody. Yeah, exactly. I get to see some videos usually. Yeah, my friends are engineers, and they always show me stuff like they're like, "This is about to come out, so I can show it to you." Yeah. Uh, my buddy Eric Don't has one of those uh, the bottle openers, the big metal ones. Oh yeah, the brick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he has like a prototype that was like a pound or something. It's, it's like I think substantially it's still a pound, bigger. Right? It's still a pound. Or maybe it was bigger than that one. Okay, he just so has one no that's proto. like a beast. Yeah. Those and things, I mean, that, that's a weapon in itself. So you I love gotta be it. Careful with. I need like a dozen of them. I need one yeah. in my car. It's such a cool thing to pull out. Yeah, people are surprised by it when you hand it to them. They literally, their arm just goes like limp for uh, a minute, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, I got this." <laughs> well, and I mean, all all the stuff y'all make is pretty. I mean, it's known for being durable, and you can light it on fire, and the beer stays cold. And that is true. That is true. Uh, you haven't quite. I saw uh, I saw an ad a while back for uh, Cooler did a bunch of stuff, but I think that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> yes. That was that was our April Fool's uh, ball washer series. Yeah, it had all that stuff on there. I think is was the coolest cooler. Is that right? The had a blender. Cooler? It's just but cool that y'all made a, an right. actual cooler that did that for just like the shoot. Yeah. I don't even know where that one is. Usually we have them. It might be at the office. We also did one as the other April Fools we did was. Uh, a 350 turned the actually it was a 420 at the time because we discontinued the 420s which was our largest cooler and turned it into a casket yeah yeah, yeah. I heard about that one and too and people actually called in buying, wanting to buy it uh, man there's a there's like a novelty market out there that's bigger than I ever thought it could be there's guys selling goofy there's a guy uh, Heath he, he sells uh, I think he stopped now but he was selling like smoke cologne like pork cologne like barbecue colognes nice and it sounded like they smelled a little funky but he he like got went viral with that we actually have at our flagship store it's funny everyone that walks in will be like it kind of smells like smoke in here and we actually do have something similar that we pump the store with this kind of you Is know it like uh, an aerosol air freshener or? kind of type thing but it has a smoky smell to it so it kind of and we also have one of uh aaron's um, pits in there, the one that he so a lot of people think that we actually like kind of fired it up in there, but it was just the one that he built for his book. Y'all could just burn like a couple, couple like chips, you know, just <laughs> like a few little pieces so there's smoke. Yeah. Keep it like more authentic, but it is. It's, it's awesome. Are you hanging out all afternoon? You're going to watch Sam? We Cook? actually have to go to the Long Center and get set up for the festival tomorrow. Nice. So Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a big day. Yes. 
You guys have a huge setup, right? We do. Uh, Not too huge, but we'll have a nice little presence. We actually, one of the biggest things for us this year is we have these new water stations, these 300-gallon water silos. I saw those at Memphis in May. Yeah. So we're all about kicking plastic and bringing reusable uh, water bottles so that um, we can kind of eliminate a lot of the single plastic-use bottles. So. Hopefully everyone will, will bring a bottle with them, or obviously they can buy one at the Yeti station and, and uh, stay hydrated. Is it? Uh, I know those are like custom made, right? Yes. That, that's that's pretty cool that y'all like just you know you create this kind of almost spectacle station at uh, at your spot, not just like oh yeah you know you can win a cup here or something. Right. Yeah, and that, I mean one of the things for us is I mean you know. Being around the barbecue stuff for as long, I mean, you know it. I mean, obviously, you have multiple pits and multiple fires going, so it's never going to be necessarily cold half the time. But um, everybody's always kind of needing water, and so this is a way for them to do it. And, I mean, it's it's for the guys that are working those events, you know, tomorrow's going to be a, a heavy day. Yeah, and even though it's, what, like 72 or 74, it's still going to feel like 90. Yeah, and are you guys doing giveaways like you usually do and a bunch uh, of stuff? We will do a free drink with purchase. So we do okay. have that. So if they come by and um, purchase from us, we will give them a free a free drink to go redeem at the bar. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you guys had like some margarita mix or something you'd be running I over mean, there. I wish we did. The Long Center, maybe that's the one thing they do, they do really right is they have a ton of bars yes. for the event. They do an amazing job staffing the bars and ensuring that those lines get through pretty quickly and are not having to stay too long to to get a drink well and my favorite part is like everyone who's working they're, they're slinging barbecue so much that all of a sudden at the end everyone's trying to redeem all their tickets that they got yeah exactly. so all of a sudden from everyone goes VIP from zero to like drunk the, and like yeah. free exactly. drinks go visit the hospital they gotta remember to go into the hospitality suite go well take a minute you know it's the first year every year there's some first timers and you know I, I like to always tell them like don't don't worry if you miss a few things like it's just it happens so fast right. that it's okay if you don't get every bite you wanted or talk to every oh, yeah. person well, you wanted to. I mean, to. I think more than likely nobody can go through all 30. Absolutely not. Like if you do, congratulations. The Franklin um, line takes half the time if you want to do that. That is true. And that the is Snows true. line is about almost Snow's as long. Line is long. I mean, but you got so many great people. You got 2M, Truth, Cadillac, yeah. Russell Regal's making uh, making pastrami he told me so nice yeah they always have some great offerings i think that's what's nice about it is it's not just your typical same brisket ribs and sausage and that's what it used to be when we first started the festival was kind of ensuring that it was brisket ribs and sausage perfect get rolling again here all right we talked to leanne you just uh sprayed your ribs down one more time man yeah just sprayed your ribs down did you did y'all drive or fly from atlanta Uh, we flew in it's probably quick. You got that giant airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got here in three hours. That's awesome. From here to from Atlanta to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and then 37-minute flight from Dallas to uh, Austin. I'm like, dang. Last time yeah. was a 14-hour trip. Well, landing before uh, it even took off, pretty much. Yeah. 37 minutes. Oh, yeah. Introduce yourself, Matt. Hey, I'm Matt Van Orden. I work here at Franklin Barbecue. Cook and a Official slicer. title or no, no official title. Cook, just killing it at Franklin. Trying to. It's fun. In two years working here, it's uh, it's kind of a blast. Uh, it's the same thing day in day out, but you know, good food. Get to meet a whole bunch of people from yeah. all over the world. We got Sam Jones and Brian here. Like, 
It's a I'm pretty just, pretty awesome parking lot right now. I'm happy to be working alongside these guys. Yeah. They, they have Wikipedia pages. I barely even have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> and you just flipped a whole hog for the first time, right? Yeah, no, Sam asked for some help. And I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to get underneath that boy and get him over. That was a blast, <laughs> that was a blast man. Sam's nodding. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you put a few men together, they can do anything. Yeah, you know, especially when it comes to food. That's what I love. It's, <laughs> I think it went over pretty successfully. Uh, I'm happy with it. One Barbecue down, hundreds more to go. Yeah. Well, and you're building a crazy team. You what are you on three restaurants now, Brian? Yeah, three. Stopping at ten or what? Yeah, stop at ten. <laughs> stop at I taking said I over to the side. Forty. Okay. I've been working since I've been like fifteen. Well, the feeling. Man, my body can only take so much. Trying to work sixty years in the next ten. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to get out. Get in and get out. You know. Yeah. Like well, I did with welding 10 years in and got out. And uh, and you're not even making your own pits, so you nah, got that man. going for you. What, when you're cooking barbecue, man, you ain't got time to make no pits, man. It's, it's <laughs> like take hundreds of hours to do that, you know. So it's, 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 it's more consistent and not time consuming to just pay somebody to build a pit for you. Well, and what are you cooking on out there? I mean, we, we all we got out here is offsets, but you got a couple different things, right, that you cook on there? Yeah. Um, Honestly, when I started being from South Carolina, I started on a, a direct pit. My first first restaurant was a direct pit, so I had a burn barrel in the back, and I scooped the coals from the side. And nice. Like how Sam's doing over here with the hog, that's how I had to do mine. Um, but then when the place burned down, um, Southern Soul bought a Lang smoker there, and they let me use it. And it was my first time cooking. I'm like, is these smokers worth the money? And I'm like, holy shit, like, it's the firebox. This is my burn barrel. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man, I was loving it. So when I reopened, I got me a lane. And then um, when I uh, opened in Atlanta, I got another lane. And But now I'm, I'm not going to put anybody's names out there, but I'm doing something different now. I'm using some 500 gallons from a guy out of Tennessee. He uh, builds them for me. Awesome. Um, and they're reverse flow smokers. Um, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hope, we hope to cover... Uh that changed too, man, because it's going to be cool to see you cooking on offsets and reverse yeah. flows, man. Yeah, the reverse flows. I mean, the Lang is a reverse flow, so it's, yeah. it's the same same deal. You like the Lang? Yeah, it's just a, it's a headache to clean. That, that know, plate a pain or in what? The ass. Yeah, that plate, it's a pain in the ass. Like, So um, that's why I'm, I'm moving away from them. It's just it's time consuming. Yeah. You pit guys, if they don't, if you got lazy pit guys and they're not cleaning it like it's supposed to, you're just burning grease right into that fresh meat. So, and that's like a whole day in itself, right? The cleaning. You guys clean every Sunday. Every Sunday, we uh, scrape them out, make sure all carb, all the carbon, and everything else is removed, and then season them up with some of the with the spent grease, so you can just treat them like cast iron. Wow! And then uh, put them all back together and start the fires up again on Monday. Clean them, grease them, run them. Yeah, pretty much. Let them sit for about maybe 12 hours. <laughs> that's about it. And then 6 a.m. Monday morning, they're back up and running. I guess it's steel. You don't really, as long as you take good care of it, it lasts forever. Three of those were in the fire. Really? Yeah. And they're still running? They're still running perfect. We retired two of them that were in there, and we put two new ones in. They're just running a lot cleaner, more consistent. So it's been good. Do you name your smokers, Brian? All the smokers in here have names. <laughs> no, I don't name anything. <laughs> just your employees? Mine. I don't even name them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, employee number one, come over here. Uh, parents did that before they came to the restaurant, so they already have a name. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, I think that's cool when I see people with their names and their pits. Kind of like how you do a car. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always a woman are, name. 
most of his are named after music, uh, like MC5 and uh, Nikki Six. And yeah. So on and so forth. It's just fun. Well, it's crazy because I've I, I run into you know I run into a fan or somebody uh, in line here, and we'll go in and they're like, oh my god, there's, and they're like they're like goofing on the on yeah. the pits. They haven't which even seen any of the pitmasters yet. One of the most was like, which one's shorty? <laughs> which one's shorty? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it used to be called Rusty Shackelford, but we had to circumcise him to put the door in there. So now it's just now he's shorty. Probably oh, right. Probably run up and burn himself on purpose on the Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> got burnt by I shorty. got burned by shorty. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Machacho did this to me the other day. Yeah, well, you know who to blame. You got a name for it. Machacho. And if, if you're telling the story to Bar, you can say it was like some biker guy. Like, you don't even have to, to yeah. say it was a, a, a not moving object. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to burn yourself walking around those things. Just got clumsy. I was cleaning off the little flat plate on top of it right across the heat exchange. Yeah, and there's certain parts that get hot. And none of those are insulated, right? No, it's just rolled steel. It's still a pretty good temperature in there, though. Yeah, we, it, it's about 20 degrees warmer than what it is outside most times, 15. So, How was y'all's pit rooms in Georgia? I know it's probably sweaty. It's a lot more um, humid there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sweaty. Not, I ain't going to say too sweaty in the summertime. Wintertime is a little better. Um, but what we do is, uh, like, our smokehouses are ventilated. And where all the smoke can come out the top, you know, uh, we got like eight foot welded, eight foot stacks on top of them. So it's a clean airflow, but like screen the building in. So in the wintertime, you kind of you kind of come in with your car hard suit on. Nice. But about eight o'clock, you're jumping out of it, you know. Uh, but in the summertime, yeah, you, you got to got to play with the heat. So. Um, and do you uh, you guys have like a cooler anyone hides in or anything like that? Yeah, uh, yeah. The walk-in is, yeah, nine times out of ten, when you see a guy off the line, he's in the walk-in. He's hiding in the walk-in? Yeah, he's standing there with his hands up. Yeah, uh, the Shed Barbecue down in Mississippi, they got a camera in one of their fridges, so they can, it's got a speaker in it, or he texts them, he's like, get out of the cooler, get back to work. <laughs> you know, we got, a, we got a camera in the cooler, I never thought about putting a mic on it. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's interesting, we were talking earlier, you know, this is one of the last places you can see a true apprenticeship and it's cool to see people you know working hard for uh i mean you pay your guys well but you know they got to earn that it's cool oh yeah so i mean that's like any job you know they do the job and they take care of business you take care of them you know and happy employees is the best thing that you can ever have when you're trying to open multiple locations people you can depend on and as long as they got a good work environment they're happy when they come to work they're getting paid and they like what they do. Um, they're gonna perform, but when you have employees that's upset, grunted, don't think they're making enough money, they they're gonna, give you, half, out, they're gonna give you half work. Comes out when someone's standing in line, and you know you want people smiling, serving exactly. your stuff. Exactly, exactly. So it's like if you're mad, stay home. <laughs> well, and I, I watch a lot of their videos, and they talk about you know treat your employees like gold, and you'll have you know the biggest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you have to do. Like it's just, if you think about that out the gate, you're you're gonna have an army. You're not gonna have just a few people. Yeah, you just have to. You can't treat them all like go. You gotta well, work for it. Once they you earn gotta it. Start off with bronze first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bronze, silver, then go. Well, and I mean, it. How long do you think it takes for you to train a guy? A couple months. I mean, like training. I'm going to say, like, if, when you bring guys in, like, I like to train guys who haven't worked in barbecue. 
because when you train a guy like that don't come from a barbecue background, they're going to listen to everything you say. They're going to do what you do. But when, you, when you're training a guy who's worked at multiple barbecue locations, they have their, they have they, well, this is not right. I'm going to do it my way. You know, those kind of guys I, I don't put up with. Like, so you're looking for a clean slate. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Evie Mays was talking about that. Some that's guys the best way to train them. Like, you can't, you can't train somebody who think they know anything, everything already. I learn new shit every day. So, like, I'm here learning. You know, I'm, like, around Sam and around Aaron and learning about these pits and cooking on these pits. Like, I'm always open to learn. I'm, I'm not a Mr. Know-it-all. Well, so. and it, it's so cool. You get to, you know, you just get to roll in. They, they set up a double barrel for you. You get to eat off it the night before or mm-hmm. over at uh, um, the brewer's these table. Are two different ones. Oh, these are different ones? Yeah, those um, oh, last night were like 500. Uh, Matt, those are 750s, right? So they got three doors. And that's, that has four. Yeah, that's 2,000. I think these are 500s, honestly. But I'm not sure how many ones. I've uh, never actually been in fish ones. The ones last night were double barrels. And they yeah. Were, they, not double barrels, but they were, had just two doors on them. Okay, yeah, this is a different pit. And they, only, and they, and they said they were 500s. We got to eat off one pit and cook yeah. off a different one. Even better. It's a thousand. Yeah. Maybe Somewhere between. Because it has four doors on it. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at the door. Yeah, it's 750. That thousand's a piece, dude. It's a beautiful. Oh, sorry. It's really fun to cook with. We've had it when we were out in the yard. It was nice to have after the fire. Um, and then whenever we do special events out here. I like it. It's been burning pretty good all day. Does it take a lot more wood to run? <sighs> Not really. Same as we do upstairs in the, in the smokehouse, but... Um, we're just running a little bit hotter because beef ribs, you know, just go a little bit hotter. It's just trying to keep it as clean as possible and just keep that heat moving. Yeah, y'all's beef ribs have, like, a little more bark, like a crunch to them. It's cool. Yeah, Aaron's technique on them is, I think, pretty solid. I've never, you know, I've never had a bad one. Yeah. So if I do my job right, they'll come out perfect. So I just got to, you know, make sure I do my job right. See, I've been working on mastering the Louis Miller beef rib. Now i got to switch to the Aaron Franklin beef rib. Dealer's choice. They're both pretty yeah, they're good. Both amazing. <laughs> Y'all cook so. beef ribs at your restaurant? Nah. I leave that to everybody else. It's expensive meat. I stay in my lane. <laughs> yeah. So I call it staying in my lane. Like, Egg's my um, favorite though, man. I do, I do beef. I do like, um, I've done beef ribs when I do like events out of town. Um, and that's funny because when I, when I first started cooking beef ribs, I'm, I'm not a credit taker, so I get the credit where it's due. And um, I hit Wayne up. I'm like, hey, Wayne. I got these beef ribs. Do I pull the scrap off the back? It's membrane. He was like, no. And then he just sent me the recipe and a text message. And the next day he texted me, how did they come out? And I took a picture. He was like, holy shit. I'm like, hey, man, I learned it from you. So, But um, I don't do beef ribs at my restaurant because it is, not only is it an ex- is it expensive piece of meat, but most people don't want to, they look at you crazy when $28, $30 for one rib, you know? And so exactly. So well, and and that's that's the case in Texas and a few other places. But the rest, a lot of places don't don't understand the whole pay by the pound and you know getting a whole rib. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a concept that some people don't get. We paid for the bone when we got the meat. We exactly. You. Exactly. You're gonna have to pay for the bone too. Sorry. Exactly. That's, that's what I say. Works, but. I'm like I start with 450 pounds of meat and I come back with 280. I pay for 450. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make. Off that four hundred. Yeah. Plus, you got to pay everybody <laughs> and supplies and wood. They and don't see it. They don't get it. But that's the juggle. And that's the fun about being in the, in the restaurant business. So like, you're trying your best just to 
make make it on the back end with everything. Uh, good food, right price, yeah. get them coming back. Well, and it's interesting because, I mean, y'all didn't get into the business for any kind of buzz or fame or whatever, and no. and now y'all are cooking stuff that people are going to be lining up for later. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty awesome scene to that a lot of people didn't really mean to. They just love what it is, but that love kind of turned into fame. Yeah. I'm coattailing, to be quite honest. I'm just, I work for the man who yeah. you, does it. Aren't you the one that doesn't have an Instagram? I just, just actually said Oh, he's got one. Let's <laughs> let's hear it, dude. Oh, Matthew.w.vanorden. Yeah, I can tell it's a new one because you made it really long. I, hadn't edited, I, hadn't, I haven't had a chance to edit it yet. I literally just set it up 15 minutes ago. You need to do like brisket underscore killer underscore Matt or something. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, was, I don't like the term chef. I don't like, like cook just sounds weird. Just, I'll stick with Matt, VO. Oh, man, I love him even more now because I hate it. Like when I get ready to go somewhere, they're like, Chef Brian from like, don't call me a chef. Don't man. call me a chef. I'm not a chef, I'm a cook. Yeah. Well, it's a different thing because a chef like took years to learn how to chop stuff, you know? I, I went to culinary school. Oh, I you paid $50,000. I've been doing this for 15 years. I've dedicated my entire life to like cooking good food from scratch. As, and you know, I still don't like the term chef. I don't like being. Uh, my kids call me chef. I'm like, no, I'm a cook. Your kids call you chef? Yeah. Like, How'd hey, they pick chef. that up? Oh, because they know it kind of gets under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my kids, and we love to give each other grief. That's, That's great. just what we do. But uh, no, we used to like you call anybody chef at a couple of restaurants I worked at. That was like, all right, let's go outside and finish this. <laughs> or when people say, oh, you're an artist. No, I'm a craftsman. Art goes on a wall. You go to yeah. a museum. You come sit down in a chair and you eat food. That's listen. Really if I could frame the stuff y'all cook and put it on a wall, I probably maybe like cover it in resin. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd totally have brisket <laughs> in a frame, dude. Maybe like bronze it or something. I don't know. I believe how much that'll be worth in a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Petrified, <laughs> rotten food on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> What's that gamey ass smell? Sam, Sam Jones is just working. I mean. Sam Jones is so unique because he just shows up and builds like builds whatever a he needs. Brick oven. He, I, I'm guessing he, y'all had or he brings those metal tops because those look like the same ones from Hot Luck. Yeah, they're the same ones from Hot Luck. I think we we've stored them here or he shipped them to us before he came out here. Little custom made metal covers with horseshoes on them. Yeah. I think it's interesting how he puts the coals around the edges too. I I never would have guessed. I thought they would just. I thought it would have been there. a little bit more direct heat underneath, but yeah. Hey Amen. He's the top of the game when it comes to whole hog, so I'm just oh, let him crazy, do what man. he does. My favorite part is the crackling. Once he gets that skin back into that pig and he chops it up. Uh, oh, yeah, we take ours and put in the cornbread. Really? Yeah, my grandma used to make, my grandma used to make crackling cornbread, like oh. when we do, like, pig slaughters. Nice. And so all the young kids would be out there cutting the, the, the fat and the skin, and then we put it in a wash pot and sit there stirring it with an oak stick. Wow. My grandma would take that and then boil it. Chop it up, put it in cornbread. Oh, so that's where the name Beach Crackling Barbecue come from. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, so that's why I take, like, with our pigs, I take the skin. After the pig is smoked, I snatch it, I boil it. My employees chop it down, and they throw it in the cornbread. Are there other family so recipes on your menu? Um, other family recipes on my menu. Um, coleslaw come from my grandparent, my grandma, my mom. I, uh, I add peaches to it. Um, Cause I have a peach mustard barbecue sauce. Awesome. Um, sounds good. I got some. Matter of fact, I got three gallons in the car. Um, I'm in Texas, so I think that's like going against the grain. It's like 
No, we got some hey. good mustard barbecue places here. There's okay. uh, Salt Lake. Well, I ain't supposed to have sauce. Good, I ain't supposed to have sauce in Texas, so I'm like. Well, there, there's a, uh, you know, there, there's an evolution of barbecue that's allowed for things to be totally traditional, okay. but also, you know, from Brooklyn to California, people are using Asian spices to cook Texas style. People are putting sauces, uh, you know, finishing ribs. Like even in uh, Houston, there's a guy called. Uh, there's a place called Pinkerton's. Grant Pinkerton owned it. He actually lives upstairs, and he does these like Korean sticky rib. Um, you know, they like, or he calls them candy ribs, and he's got a pink shirt you can buy with like a candied rib on it, and they're shiny, man. It's it's like a competition style almost. It's <laughs> way to Whoa. do it. Well, Houston's awesome because of the big immigrant influx into Houston right now, just the culinary scene over there. There's so many really interesting and new things going on. And then you come to Austin, and we're all Central Texas barbecue. <laughs> what it is. It's well, and it's crazy because most people call what's here Texas barbecue, but then if you go around Texas, we're actually just Central Texas barbecue. Yeah. You go west, and the barbecue changes. You go north, and it changes. Yeah, I lived in. I went to college in El Paso. It's completely different. Completely out there different. West Texas and something. There's a lot more green chilies and everything. A lot more spices, uh, adobos, and you know, jalapenos and everything. It's really good, you know. Valentina style, but you know, charro beans and you know, Spanish rice with. With yeah. your with your brisket or whatever. I cooked some beef ribs on mesquite the other day. I was actually pretty impressed with. I mean, it's definitely a stronger flavor, but it's fun because the beef ribs can take a little more heat, you know. Yeah, they can. They're. I'm just cruising at 300 over there right now. So. I like the street corn at Valentina's too, yeah? man. That street oh, corn. Is, I love this. <laughs> that shit is. I'm sorry, I, man. I swear a lot. I got to stop. Totally but, uh, <laughs> my dad said he's going to give me a t-shirt. So these curse words are just sentence enhancers. So shut the fuck up. It's a habit, man. My wife's even worse. So. Well, I had a guy I had a guy ask me if he could, like, make fun of progressive insurance because he, he used to work there on the show. I was like, we ain't, we ain't got no sponsors. Like, talk about whoever you want. There talk you go. Do whatever you want. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, the, you know, being on the Internet. We don't, we don't, we're not beholden to anybody. So y'all can say whatever you want. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. It's a, there's a certain amount of freedom. My boss is cleaning my station. I'm going to go see what he needs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy Risner. That's Andy. Yeah. Hey, Andy. You know some snows down there for you? Yeah, you want? Right there on the chair, dude. Thanks, snows. Uh, Yanni, man. Yanni. Yanni. It's Yanni. Yanni. His name Yanni. Oh, really? That's why I keep saying Yanni. Yeah, there's a lot of different variations. Like, it could be... Mexican, it could be because it could be Johnny, it could be that chicken is good as shit, too. Oh, yeah, all the people who had, who were here for uh Texas Monthly last year, mm-hmm. they all got whole chickens this time instead of half chickens because they like the chicken so much last that year. Chicken is good. Well, and it's crazy because it becomes this like I'm it's like a free for all for me because I got to decide who I'm trying to chase down, who I can get on the show because there's there's 50 people I want to talk to just in Austin right now. Yeah, man. And 30 of them aren't going to be here after tomorrow, you know? Whoa. I mean, people oh, come from West Texas. Oh, I forgot about it. forgot about it for the Texas Monthly tomorrow. Yeah, the Texas Monthly. You're going to come out, right? Yeah. They say they got badges for me, so me and my wife awesome. are going to go out. That's why I haven't been trying to eat too much barbecue now. Because I'm like, I'm going to be loaded up on barbecue Sunday. Well, and you just want to taste it. You're just trying to see, like, what's this? You know, how do they cook this? What does this taste like? You know, it's a... You, you look at it differently when it's readily available than when, uh, yeah, like even Andy here, he's like kind of digging through it, finding those little juicy bites. That chicken, man, that fat renders so good. 
Miss Tootsie knows what she's doing. Yes, she do. She's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. <laughs> right? She's that was really beautiful. I mean, they, they didn't even know they were going until like a few weeks before. They were like, we're going to be closed in two weeks. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> we're going to Kansas City. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's great being out here. Um, well, and things in the barbecue world happen fast all of a sudden, you know? It used to be this slow thing. Now everyone, because of the internet, because of news, everyone, I mean, it was like, I, I'm sure it happened for you pretty quick. All of a sudden, everyone just wanted to talk to you about what you're cooking. And do you yeah. know what the first the first guy or the first interview or whatever you did that kind of sparked it off? Uh, first interview, uh, Robert Moss from Southern Living. Um, I opened October 2017. No, I, sorry, sorry. I opened October 17th. 2014. Gotcha. And um, January, I got a phone call three months later. And uh, matter of fact, it was my birthday. And uh, my wife was out grabbing some things. It was a Saturday morning, and he messaged me on uh, on on Messenger. I was like, "Hey, I'm Robert Miles from Southern Living. I'm doing an article on Georgia Alabama barbecue, and I want to do an article with you." And so I thought it was a joke, you know. Really? Yeah, I'm like Robert Miles. You know, you get all those scams and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, totally. I go and look them up. And as I'm looking them up, my wife's calling my phone. She's like, hey, did you just see that thing from Southern Living? And I'm like, okay. And this has been, i only been open three months. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, do it. And about March, Garnet Gun called me. Um, Jed Portman from Garnet Gun called me. He's like, hey, um, I want to do this article on you. And um, I said, okay. So he came out to the location and he did the uh, article. And he was like, you know, we put a lot of people out of business. Like, because they get so much traffic afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I want. I'm ready. <laughs> that's what I want. And um, so when the guy was out doing the uh, the interview with me, Jed, um, a guy in an ambulance pulled up. And I always ask people, like, how did you hear about me? Because I was, like, on a off beaten path. Like, yeah. The only way you know where I was, somebody told you. And so I always was like, where did you come from? How did you hear about me? And... As we're there on a Thursday, we usually close on Thursdays. Um, the guy said, I read about you in an article. I'm like, what article? He was like, Southern Living. So Jed Portman looks at me, he was like, Southern Living's done an article on you? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, is that a problem? He was like, nah, we're going to make our, ours are going to be more personal. Nice. And so then um, Jed did their article and Garden Gun came out. I believe it was John Lewis, me, Tyson Ho, Scott's Barbecue, the guy out of uh, South Texas, he does a uh, barbacoa. From um, Rosa's? I don't know, but it's uh, like a big, big guy. It, it, the, the article was called Keepers of the Flame. All right, well, we um, can look it up. Yeah, Keepers of the Flame. And um, yeah, Tyson Ho was in it also. Um, but uh, then a couple weeks later, Top 50 barbecue joints from Southern Living came out. And we were in there. And, um, I didn't think we'd be in there. We'd only been open eight months. And then, easy like, enough. Kind of blew off the handle. And uh, it was like nothing we ever looked for. We never paid for like PR, marketing. We never did any of that. It was just, to me, growing up in South Carolina, barbecue was a weekend thing. And it was word of mouth. Like, I'd rather hear about my barbecue from another person than putting a commercial. Anybody could put a commercial out. So Right, totally. So, um, I just kind of went went at it the old-fashioned way, and, and when I burnt down, people started hearing about me, and Southern Soul, and a lot of guys in the barbecue community got together, and they helped me out, um, 
and the community in Savannah reopened. And then 2016, I was ready to go to, uh, ready to go to Atlanta. And then rapper Killer Mike, he ate at my restaurant. He was like, dude, you need to come to Atlanta. So shoot, boom, shoot off, take off in Atlanta. And that's how, like, we get to Atlanta, and it takes off. So um, none of it was, none of this was, like, how can I say, uh, planned. Right, of course. It's just I, I, I haven't changed anything up. I do the same thing. I don't take any shortcuts. Uh, business gets bigger, and I just get more smokers. Like, a lot of guys that came to me were like, you need to change up and get, like, these gas smokers, electrical smokers. I'm like, nah, I buy more wood burners. Like, yeah. I'm on. I'm going to go out how I came in, and that's burning wood. So um, I just stick to my guns and stay in my lane and focus on bees and just keep it moving. Well, and I think that's how you got here, you know, like the classic stick burning. Uh, you know, that's that's what Texas is. That's what you know. a lot of people think true barbecue is. Uh, I like it because, you know, people at home are cooking with electric and, and pellets and whatever. But, you know, if you want to come try the real thing, there's a ton of you guys doing it, and I think that old school, I think all those thoughts you put into it and, and that precision, it adds to your flavor, it adds to your style, it adds to the experience, and it's what people are looking for. They, you know, uh, One of my friends, Derek Wolf, I saw him at the, the Jack. He does over-the-fire cooking. It's, it's mostly actually an Instagram account, but he's got hundreds of thousands of people that you know, he cooks Argentinian and Chilean style and you know, hanging everything over open coals, kind of like... Uh, Sam Jones and it's people just love to see uh, you know Coles cooking things it's just a it's a beautiful it's like primal or something <laughs> yeah man I mean that's barbecue I mean like you say it's just so many people have so many terms for barbecue and you know like to me it's just it's just what I know you know is what I know what I what I believe in showing um, and it's like with Sam he's burning the wood down I mean we all doing it the same way. We have different techniques, but we're all getting the job done. Well, and it's not like, you know, I go, we go to competitions too, and they're kind of boring because people are people get all intense. People, you guys are just hanging out. You know, it gets, you, you know, you, you you're focused when you're spraying. You're focused when you're watching the fire. You're paying attention, but you get to chill too. You guys get to talk about how you cook. There's there's not a lot of secrets in the barbecue world. You just have to show up and and talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's it's really. It's nice, you know, we're, we're standing in the Franklin parking lot. Aaron Franklin's giving away every thought on bar every good thought on barbecue he's had. He's had a class on it or wrote a book or made a YouTube video. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, if the if the, the longest line in Austin can can be given away, it's like no one really needs to keep secrets. Yep. That's passing tradition. <laughs> and it's hard work. You can't you can't force people to nah. no, no matter how many tricks I tell you, you still gotta do the work. You can't train passion. <laughs> You can't train passion. You can't train work ethic. <laughs> Either you got it or you don't. Your parents teach you that when you're young. So Yeah, exactly. Or you, or you learn it on your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you saw my shirt yesterday, hashtag meat man. We call our fans the meat men and meat women. They're the people that, you know, are trying this stuff in their own backyard. They're, they're cooking in a, a spot. You know, I don't, I, I can keep track of how many listeners I have, but it doesn't tell me where they are. So it could be someone working in a pit could be one of your guys with a pair of headphones on while they're working um but kind of what's your message to those people who are embracing who are taking on who it's their first time listening and they're just curious about you saw your name and you know they want to know more about like what the barbecue life has in store for them um 
I always say you uh, you get what you put in. Yeah. You know, um, that's how I see it. Like, it's not really, and I try to instill this into all my employees, like, it's nothing, I guess they look at it and they're like, man, it's like overnight success and it's not. Like, um, you have to work. In barbecue, you got to grind. You work long hours. Um, it's labor intensive. And the guys that have a passion for it, it's going to be the guys that don't get tired and the guys that can go all night. And the guys who's who's in it just for the wrong reasons, I always say you, you're always going to be able to figure out the guys who's in it for the wrong reasons because they're not going to last long. They 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 thinking, oh, barbecue's hot right now. Yeah. Barbecue's been hot. Yeah. You know, you hear some people say it's a revival. It's not a revival. Barbecue's been hot. And I think a lot of people who are jumping in it for the, the fame and they see us guys and don't understand that people approach us. Yeah. And they thinking it's the other way around. And then when they get in it, they're done. Because they can't put up with the labor. Yeah. Um, take the short path. It doesn't take you very far. Exactly. Um, and a lot of them are in, it, are in it for the money. And I always say, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the respect. You know, and the respect is keeping the quality. Um, quality over quantity is my, my saying at my restaurant. People be like, hey, you know how they said it? They said, um, they said uh, how on a Friday night at 8 o'clock you had a barbecue? I'm like, Cause I open at 11. Yeah. Like, he was like, barbecue joints don't run out of barbecue. I was like, nah, shitty barbecue joints don't run out of barbecue. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's just a saying that, you know, like all these extra other barbecue places, and I call them chain barbecue joints that just, you know, they come in and they give, I'm going to say they just give everybody a bad name. And I'm not saying they give everybody else a bad name, it's just that the people that's not used to barbecue, when they get out of barbecue, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. This is different. Well, and that's kind of the beautiful thing is that whether they're coming to your restaurant or one of the many others that are popping up mm -hmm. from Brooklyn to L.A. Uh, or one of the, you know, hundred amazing restaurants in Texas, uh, people are getting out there. People want to try barbecue. And for a lot of people, you know, you, I'm sure even people that are coming in to get yours, they, they might come from 100 miles, 1,000 miles, 10,000 miles away, other side of the world because they saw that article or they saw a YouTube video. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing that this thing that, that was already hot is getting even hotter just because people get to see it. People see the fire. They see the meat. They want to taste that. They want to. I mean, even today, I brought some snows with me, and uh, you know, you, you're tasting the fat. You're tasting all the different. I went bad shit crazy over it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff, man. And the next time you're in town, you'll have to join us. Yeah, man. Uh, it's a fun time. Just you know, you get to slow down. You're out in the country. Ain't nothing to do but stand around and talk and eat barbecue. Yeah, man. That's the life. Yeah. <laughs> simple. Lifetime. That's the life I'm trying to live. Yeah, it's simple. That's what I say. Everything's simple. Well, I, I appreciate it. it, man. No problem, man. Any any uh, final words? Where where should people check out? You said your B underscore. B's underscore Pitmaster um, on Instagram. Uh, I got kicked off the B's Cracking Barbecue Atlanta and Savannah page, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, B's underscore Pitmaster. That's my personal uh, Instagram page. Uh, but uh, I just want to say, like, um, if you're in it for the right reasons, what I spoke on before, um, and there's always room for improvement. You're always learning things. Like I believe in 
the more years I put into the restaurant business, I should get better. Yeah. And you get better with time. And, um, well, and so you're teaching almost as much as you're learning, right? Exactly. But I think I'm learning a lot more than I'm teaching. Yeah. Because, like I say, when I go cook with all these other guys, um, I'm just learning a lot of things that I haven't seen or haven't thought. And there's a way that you can use that technique into yours. And, like I say, credit taking. Like, I believe if, if, if I learn something from somebody, I'm going to tell it. I'm not going to sit there and hold it. Oh, yeah. I no, no. Nah, nah. I learned this from Wayne. Oh, Rodney showed me this. Hey, I learned this from Zilla. Like, um, it's so many things, and I'm going to show what I'm doing. I'm not going to keep any secrets. Like, a lot of people are like, hey, man, why you put cardboard under your briskets? It's to keep the briskets from drying out on the bottom. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, are you telling a secret? Nah, man, that's not a secret, dude. There's I'm plenty of people out here doing that shit, you know? Yeah. And so um, I just believe in um, just don't be open-minded or not open-minded, but don't be closed-minded to the point where, in in the barbecue world that you know everything because nobody ever knows everything and it's not it's not if i don't know a question i'm gonna ask well and you know trying to cook all those whether it's ribs or briskets or whatever the the meat will teach you a lesson if you're not paying attention exactly i've been watching my temp the whole time i'm over (laughs) here on the phone which i'm like looking at it looking at it the whole time (laughs) sitting there watching it waiting for it to get under 275 i don't i've I've been trying not to step between you and the pit because i know you're watching that temp gauge uh, i'm thinking about that and i'm thinking about hash on the stove in there so okay yeah well we'll let you get back to it man thank you so much all right thank you yoni yeah yeah (laughs) it doesn't matter there's hey they come in and meet man Y'all to see me eat, man. Hit on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green to show in the hell that like to meet him to meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man.